welcome to our third episode of Let's Talk Building Science. My name is Alicia Campbell, Marketing Manager for Airfoam Industries. And I'm Douglas Benyon, uh, Building Science and Code Compliance Specialist. For those of you who don't know, Airfoam is an EPS building insulation, ICF geofoam and flotation products manufacturer in Vancouver, BC and Villa Rica, Georgia. Today we're coming to you from our studio located next to our manufacturing plant, so you may hear some industrial equipment, fair warning, it's actually happening right now. So. Exactly. <laughs> Today, we are very happy to have Mikhail Horvath, Director of Informa Engineering, talk to us about his company and what they are doing for energy modeling in Western Canada. Hi, Mikhail. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, So I guess we'll just kick it off with the first question here. So uh, tell us about Informa and what the company focuses. Sure. So it, it is overwhelmingly energy code compliance. Um, we've been around since 2016. I started the company in, in Calgary and, and that's when the, um, the 9.36 came into effect for Alberta. Uh, so at the time we were focusing really just on part nine, which is to say, you know, modestly sized residential, uh, homes or, or low rise multifamily. Uh, we've we've since morphed a little bit or expanded. We do energy code compliance for for all part nine buildings, so all that residential. But we also do all kinds of commercial, industrial, um, some institutional buildings. And we've done projects now from the lower mainland to to Winnipeg. And uh, yeah, with this, with some of the rebates that are going on these days, we are getting a little bit into the mechanical design side, but just for the residential. My background is actually HVAC design prior to specializing more or less exclusively on the energy side. Um, but as the as a demand for you know a little bit more sophisticated um, systems on the mechanical side increases, there seems to be a little bit more interest on on that mechanical design side as well. But uh, first and foremost, we're energy. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hey. Mikhail, describe how these emerging building codes here in BC are impacting your business, like the BC Energy Step Code. Hmm. Well, so I guess the biggest impact has already, well, no, you know, it, it has for the most part already taken place, but I guess that it's not fully implemented. So with prior to, to step code for both part nine and part three buildings, you know, energy modeling was always just an option. It's kind of interesting, like in Alberta, um, the energy modeling option of the energy code was seized right away because uh, it it allowed for some more cost-effective construction. And so the builders sort of left at that. Uh, in, in BC, by contrast, you know, energy modeling was not that prevalent. Uh, builders were using, to my assessment, predominantly a prescriptive base, which is sort of like basically like a paint by numbers approach to energy code compliance. But now with the step code coming in, so wherever the step code has been implemented, that means energy modeling is required full stop. So, I mean, that, that is a, that is a big change in and of itself. Um, Of course, that's not the full extent. There's also air tightness testing, but the, uh, now, step code has not been adopted in every jurisdiction in the province. What's the deadline uh, on that? You know, I, I, I'm asked. I, I see emails that come from various 
governmental or governmental associated bodies and it's they they're either saying end of 2022 sometimes they say 2023 there might be a hard and fast number um but i i don't know <laughs> I, I it sounds like it'll be end of 20 end of 2022 or 2023 ish um yeah. I, I would say for sure before 2024 because it was supposed to be this year right <laughs> for it step was. three yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but I'm still working in a few ju- jurisdictions that, like, they know st- about step code, but they haven't said anything about it, uh, its adoption. And th- these are the ones that are kind of like, well, we're not doing anything with step code until we're forced to. So. Well, it is coming up quickly. Yeah. So will all new buildings require energy modeling? And if so, when? So... So all part nine build again. So this is that tentative date that we're kind of talking about. Um, whether it's end of 2022 or 2023, certainly all part nine new construction residential will require energy modeling. Um, when it comes to uh, part three buildings, we'll call them, you know, commercial buildings generally, generically. Um, it's moving towards that, but for that to take place, they need to have step code metrics for every different kind of building. So I, I don't know at this moment, for example, if there's a if there's step code uh, metrics for hospitals, but until they would develop those 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 metrics, they can't demand that a hospital be designed to step code. So, but I, I suspect eventually they will have then the targets for every kind of building under the sun, and then everything will be require energy modeling. Makes sense. Uh, can't builders just look into the code to see what insulation levels need to be built into a new home? So not anymore. That is, that is, that's the prescriptive method, or should say, not where step code has been adopted. The, um, that's the old method, what we call the prescriptive. Think like prescription you get from a doctor, right? The, the pharmacist just fills a prescription that that method of just okay here's the target we have to hit we've hit it we're done the uh, step code is not i mean i can't say it's indifferent to what your insulation levels are uh, because you obviously have to have good insulation levels to achieve the overall numbers but compliance is is about the the annual performance of the building. So that's the big difference between BC Energy Step Code and, and the code as we have known it, right? I, I would say so. Yeah. And I, I mean, we can't, you know, air, air tightness testing is also a big component of it okay. as well. Okay. Yeah. So where does a person start when getting an energy model? What kind of information do you need from the customer? Sure. So, you know, a, a set of plans is always the beginning. Um, and, and, and knowing where the, the project is, which, you know, by the, somebody would presumably would pretty early on know, uh, where they're trying to build and what they're trying to build. Uh, the, the sooner, the better that that conversation or that interaction between the energy consultant and the, the builder or the homeowner, whoever's, you know, um, in charge. Um, and, and the sooner, the better, particularly the higher up the step code uh, ladder that you go, if you will. We, we're we still getting some, I think we've got what will probably be one of our last 
step code one projects just today for a large residence that's going to be in Kelowna, which is already on step three, but they got their partial building permit in prior to the, the deadline change. And when I look at them like, oh, that's a lot of glass, probably wouldn't be able to do that under step three. <laughs> so good good for them, I guess. My, my point being that the higher up the step code you go, the more likely there is going to be some design impact. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good segue into the next question of what are the factors in building design that have the biggest impact on energy performance? Sure. So, I mean, everything counts, but our analysis, and we actually did a fairly extensive um, investigation of our own, which which seemed to just basically confirm for the most part the, the the primary findings of the BC housing study what that was done called the if anyone's interested in that I think it's called the BC housing step code metrics optimization study or something like yeah, that. If you yeah. Google that you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah that's the one. Um right. So so definitely the biggest bang for your buck is is windows and air tightness. And and so it's unsurprising that um you know that they've made air tightness a, a critical element of this whole uh, new code edition step code, and then and then windows too. I mean, you, we've long heard people say like, you know, half of your wind your heat loss is through your windows, and and sometimes that's a bit of an exaggeration, but but that it is a one of the most sensitive components is absolutely true, and so window performance but also the amount of windows that you have. Those two would probably be the, the chief components of consideration. Now that's, that's called the window yeah. to wall ratio, right? Correct. In other words, how, yeah. how much window do you have versus how much wall? That's right. That's right. Okay. And that's really critical to your energy calculation, eh? Well, it, it has a significant impact on the results. I mean, what, you know, just to, to draw the, the contrast at the extremities, right? If you have a glass house or if you have a, a totally opaque house that's just built out of, it just only has a, a door and a tiny window, the glass house is going to be a, an energy hog by comparison, right? Right. Even if you made that glass house out of excellent, like curtain wall or something like that. Okay. Okay. So, the more windows you have, the less energy efficient your building might be, but you can offset that in other ways, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, th this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but because the, you know, the, the passive solar, or the passive house people might now might be rightly chiming in. Oh, no, that's not true. Like, because window orientation does matter parameters like solar heat gain coefficient do matter so you know less isn't always better and more isn't always worse if we have been very intentional about where our glass is and the parameters but these are generalities and so and so yes now what what's going to vary the amount of glazing that we can have or how good that glazing has to be i think like what you're starting to point to will then sort of hinge 
on what what is the rest of our building made of. Right, right. So yeah. we, if we have highly efficient components, say, in the walls and the roof and that sort of thing, we're going to be able to use uh, more window area. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, again, more. It, it's always, there's there's always a bit of an asterisk, but I think what you're, what you're getting at is generally true, right? Like, because we're, we're looking at the overall result, right? And so if we've got high performance, um, opaque building envelope, that's going to for sure give us a little bit more flexibility with our windows, whether that means having, you know, slightly higher U values or allowing us to have a little bit more of it. So, right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess that means uh, it's important to have really efficient windows then, correct? They are one of the mo the biggest bang for buck components, right? So the a, a, a change in the windows from a U say 1.6 to a U 1.3 can can have a substantial impact. But if you only had one window in a house somehow, I don't know what kind of house <laughs> you're gonna build with only one window, right? But then. You know, you, it's not going to have that big of an impact if it's just a single pane of glass versus, a, you know, a triple pane. Right. Super right. thermally. Yeah. Makes sense. So how does a person assess where their money is best spent to achieve high building thermal performance? So that is what hopefully um, the help that, and guidance that they would find through the process with the energy consultant. So, and, and, you know, we're not alone in this for sure. I, I think this is how almost everybody, if not everybody, is operating. You know, we would get a set of plans. Um, I use One of the first things I ask is, what is your intent for the windows? I, I don't ask them for U values. It's just like, were you anticipating going double pane, triple pane? And in the background, you know, we just have a sense of, well, Better always costs more, okay? So if we want to get lower U-values, that costs more. So we'll take the set of plans as they are, make some sort of baseline assumptions about uh, the windows and doors, maybe even the wall assemblies if they've not been totally defined on the plans. Run the results, see how close or far away we are with uh, to the metrics that we have to hit. If we've made them, great we we relay okay looks like you can you can achieve your your compliance with with these assumptions um if not we'll say hey are you okay with going to these kinds of windows or are you okay with us getting a little more aggressive on the air tightness target have you considered um exterior an, an exterior insulation option so, something like that okay but the windows is always the easiest place to start because it's a window is a window, right? The difference between A and B is generally just the cost. And I, and I know there's other back considerations there as well, but when it comes to the performance, um, it, it's pretty much just the cost premium on the window itself. But it sounds to me like uh, input from you can actually help a builder save money by optimizing certain areas of the building versus spending money on things that may not necessarily help him as much. Is that correct? 
Well, if we've done our job well, I hope that's the case. I mean, we don't exhaust every single permutation that's possible on a job, but I don't think that's necessary either. You know, in that conversation with a builder, we get a sense of how they they want to build. And so we can we work within that framework. But um, yeah, whenever there's if, if there's an issue with compliance, you know, certainly we're hoping to find them a solution that that they're happy with, but out of the range of options that they're happy with, that is the most cost effective for sure. Um, well, of course, the most important question, how do our listeners get in contact with you? Oh, yeah, well, we're on the web, nforma.ca, so E-N-F-O-R-M-A.ca. Uh, you can email the general um, info at nforma.ca. And I, uh, listeners can, can reach me directly if, if they're so inclined, 778-363-0401 um, in all of uh, B.C., well, that's perfect. Thank you, Mikhail, for taking the time to talk to us today. For anyone looking for an experienced and professional energy consultant, please reach out to Mikhail at Informa Engineering. We hope you have found this topic informative. Tune in to our next episode of Let's Talk Building Science. New episodes are released every month. For more information on Airfoam, you can find us on our website at www.airfoam.com or follow us on social media for more tips and feature builds.